Welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. It is a pleasure to be with you once again. It is Tuesday, March the 2nd. We are in a new month. It's hard to believe we're already two months into the new year, but here we are. We're entering into where sports gets exciting again, even with football in the rearview mirror. The NBA is coming up. It's ending its first half, and though we're going to have a stretch here for about a week where we're going to be without Grizzlies basketball starting Friday of this week. That'll be followed up by 40 games in 68 days. So plenty of exciting opportunities to watch Grizzlies basketball. We do have the wrap-up of the G League uh, season that's going on right now. The hustle came off a big victory last night. But other areas, hockey is getting into the full swing. Baseball is ramping up. And, of course, with college basketball, the most exciting part of that calendar is coming up as well with March Madness. So plenty going on as we continue to get into what should be an exciting few months here for fans of the Grizzlies, but just in general of sports across the Mid-South, the South, and also obviously the U.S. And if you follow international sports, that as well. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. My name is Sean Coleman. Always a pleasure to meet you. You can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SAC, the podcast, wherever podcasts are available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen, that's where you will find us. In today's episode, we're going to look back a bit at the month of February. We're going to look at how Justice Winslow Truly is, and I mean truly is, making an impact, though it it must be taken with a grain of salt because it's a small sample size. His impact in multiple areas is certainly being seen for the Grizzlies so far. In the second segment, we'll look back at the month of February as a whole, looking at where some areas that the Grizzlies can certainly improve and a few lineups that have emerged as go-to lineups for Taylor Jenkins uh, that can help him secure a few victories to end the first half of the season. And we'll talk in the third segment about tonight's matchup against the Wizards. We talked a bit about the matchup with Bryce Hayes on yesterday's episode, looking at how this should be fun and how some obvious connections that many are trying to make between the the Wizards and Grizzlies may not necessarily be there now, but it certainly will be interesting to watch as those developments happen throughout the rest of the year. Of course, you can find, you know, wherever the podcast is available, the ability to rate, review, let us know what you think of the show. Give us an idea of what you'd like to be discussed on the show. You can DM myself or the show through Twitter. Let us know. We always want to make sure we're providing content that is relevant to our listeners' preferences. Well, when it comes to Justice Winslow, obviously, you know, after last game, the interview that he had last game, as me and Bryce talked about on yesterday's episode, it's just phenomenal how his situation has worked out. It's absolutely wonderful to see that not only has he overcome his health concerns, he's come back healthy, he's come back in good spirits, he has come back with such a connection with this team and with this coaching staff, and clearly is enduring himself to the city of Memphis. But the big thing is, is at the end of the day, it's the difference that a player makes on the court that really stands out. And I'm very happy to say that that certainly is something that Justice Winslow is doing. Now, I'll say we haven't seen so much of it stand out in the clutch as of yet. In the four games that Justice Winslow has played in, the Grizzlies have lost by 31. They've lost by 10, but it never was really close against Dallas. They've won by 28, and then they won by 49. So Winslow certainly is been polarizing as far as the games that he's been playing in, not necessarily saying he's a big reason as to why we lost. He certainly has emerged as a reason why we are winning, though. Um, and that really can be seen through his on-off stats. But yeah, as far as Winslow goes, certainly has been a mighty swing in terms of things. You know, we haven't had a double-digit, or we have not had a game that's ended either in, that's All the games he's played in have either ended in a double-digit loss or a double-digit win for the Grizzlies. What is clear is that when Justice Winslow is on the court, he's making a clearly positive impact for this Grizzlies team, 
both on offense and defense. For instance, when he is on the court, the Grizzlies, per 100 possessions, are outscoring their opponents by 8.3 more points per 100 possessions than they are when Winslow is off the court. That number, though it's not registered because of how small of a time he's played, that would be near the 100th percentile in the NBA. That would be the, that would be in, towards the best in the NBA. As a matter of fact, if that's sustained over a full season, that means that the Grizzlies would be playing at a pace with Winslow on the court that would give them 20 more wins than if Winslow played off the court. That's how much that's how much overall impact he's making right now. Now that's not going to be sustainable just simply because of, of the crazy swings and positive and you know overall negative play the Grizzlies as a whole have played. But that is an incredible overall impact so far when it comes to Winslow on the court. And yes, it's happened defensively, which we'll see in just a second, but it's also happened offensively. When the when Winslow is on the court, this Grizzlies team is themselves, they are scoring 3.5 more points per 100 possessions than when Winslow is off the court. They are slightly better when it comes to effective field goal percentage, slightly behind a bit when it comes to turnovers, but they are nearly a percentage point better when it comes to offensive rebounding and nearly two point nearly two uh, percentage points better when it comes to free throw weight. So overall, yes, he's not ma- he's not making just a, a, a ton or elite impact anywhere, but across the board, Winslow's contributions on offense are allowing for this team to play at a better place offensively than when he's off the court. But the big key for Winslow is what he's doing on defense. This Grizzlies team, when Winslow is on defense, per 100 possessions, The Grizzlies' opponents are scoring 4.8 points less with Winslow on the court than when he is off the court. So that's where that big net rating of 8.3 points comes into play. It's the offense with the the Grizzlies are playing 3.5 points better with Justice on than with him off. And they're also allowing nearly 5 points less with him on than with him off. That's where that 8.3 net rating comes from. He also is keeping the Grizzlies' opponents, their effective field goal percentage drops nearly 3% when Winslow is on the court. For reference, during the 2016-2017 season when Winslow was on the court, he was keeping the, the Heat's opponents were shooting a negative they were shooting 3.3% less effective field goal percentage-wise with him on the court with versus off. That was in the 94th percentile. So Winslow would be in the 90th percentile right now in terms of his impact on lowering the Grizzlies' opponent's effective field goal percentage. The Grizzlies overall, they also, when it comes to turnovers, they're not creating as many turnovers with Winslow on the court, which is fine. Winslow's strength is more as a one-on-one defender, limiting the guy that he's guarding. But another huge development, and one of the biggest you know, areas of elite production from Justice Winslow is that when he is on the court, the Grizzlies are the, the Grizzlies in terms of offensive rebounds, they're allowing 9.3% less offensive rebounds with him on the court versus when he's off. What that means is, is that while the Grizzlies are not creating as many turnovers with Winslow on the court, they still are gaining a good amount of possessions. They still are limiting the possessions of their defense because they are significantly lowering the chance that their opponents get offensive rebounds because of how good of a rebounder Winslow is. So overall, Winslow is certainly making an impact when he's on the court versus when he's off, but he also is showing versatility. When it comes to the different lineups that he's played in since he has returned. Since Winslow has returned, the top four-man lineup 
for this Grizzlies team, the one that has a 24.2 net rating when they're on the court, the lineup that has this net rating is Tyus Jones, Justice Winslow, Xavier Tillman, and Desmond Bain. What that tells you is, is that the addition of Justice Winslow, who has come off the bench in all four games that he's played, it has made our bench even better. Playing with Tyus Jones, Xavier Tillman, and though Desmond Bain has started a bit, Desmond Bain as well. Just think about when we get Jaron Jackson Jr. back and say if the Grizzlies decide to keep Winslow off the bench for a little while, you see how advantageous that bench unit can be. So he's making the impact because with our bench guys, our bench was already a strength. Adding Winslow to it makes it even stronger. But another big thing that is shown is that it's not just that he gels with the bench. He also gels with the starters. Winslow is making an impact on a variety of different lineups. The Grizzlies' top three, the top four three-man lineups for the Grizzlies that have played, that have played at least 15 minutes since Winslow has come back, According to net rating, the top four three-man lineups for the Grizzlies all contain Justice Winslow. He's the only player that is in all four of the Grizzlies' best-producing three-man lineups since he's returned. The lineup of Kyle Anderson, Justice Winslow, and John Morant has a 58.1% net rating since he's returned. They are Their offensive rating is at 120. Their defensive rating is at 62. That's difference-making basketball. Even if it's a small sample size, it's difference-making basketball. Now, again, that type of production is not going to be sustainable, more than likely. But the thing is, is that it does show that even despite how long Justice Winslow was out, he still grew as far as chemistry goes with his teammates and really did have value added in terms of how he fit into the scheme. Once again, Coach Taylor Jenkins has shown that despite a player being out for injury, he still is able to make a difference because he's able to find ways to make that player gel with his teammates to be productive. So across the board, in terms of when he's on the court versus when he's off, and in terms of the different lineups that he can play in and make a difference, Winslow certainly has been a difference maker so far for the Grizzlies. And I would say this, it probably so far has exceeded expectations that many of us had coming off his injury, a trait he has in common with his Grizzlies teammates so far under Taylor Jenkins. But beyond the impact of Winslow, I do think there were a few things learned for this Grizzlies team for the month of February. Coming up, while it's great to have Winslow back, and things certainly should improve in time as he is able to play more and more, I do think there are a few things that we learned from February that the Grizzlies are either going to have either going to have to correct or perhaps feature more as they move forward in the second half of this calendar season. We'll be right back with you here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. As I mentioned, in the five games since Justice Winslow returned, the Grizzlies and their fans haven't felt much tension or stress watching the game because we either we either have won via a blowout or we've been beat via a blowout. Not too many of these games have been too close, but if you're feeling some type of stress or tension in your daily life, don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or something like me, just trying to make it through the day tension-free is, is a big deal, and Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically collaborated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electronic toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of pain by releasing 60, by releasing tension, and using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, it goes 60% deeper than regular vibration. 
Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out or an injury or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Literally, feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and lead athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of customers, and myself. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. Again, go to theragun.com slash locked on, theragun.com slash locked on, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. Obviously, it's been a crazy time weather-wise, especially here if you live in the Memphis area. A few Sundays ago, we were bracing for the biggest winter storm that we had had in a while, and then this past Sunday, we were wondering if a tornado was going to come through. But no matter where you are, where you're listening, I can tell you this. I certainly have something that can, some advice that can help you out if the weather is having an impact on your car and you need repairs, and that's going to rockauto.com. Within a few clicks of the button, you're likely going to find what you need, and they're going to have what you need, they're likely going to have what you need, regardless of the make model that you have or the part that you need. If you're someone who needs others to do repairs, you do repairs on your own or you do them for a living for others, rockauto.com is a great source because it's, it's economically feasible. This is a family-owned business that's been around for more than 20 years. They know car repairs fall out of a lot of people's budgets, so therefore they're going to have car part prices that certainly fall into reasonable reasonable areas for you to be able to use them. And if you go to rockauto.com right now, let them know that the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. Rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts that you will never need. Visit rockauto.com today. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, with players fleeing the Houston Texans, what NFL team will be the worst to play for in 2021? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. As we saw in the first segment, the return of Justice Winslow certainly has been a benefit for the Grizzlies. And though the Grizzlies are 2-2 two and two with him in the lineup, and they're 2-3 and three since he returned, they have finished the month of February strong. Overall, 7-9. and nine in the month of February, but coming out of their hiatus, starting back against the Spurs back on January 30th, the Grizzlies were at 7-6. and six. They now find themselves at 15-15 and 15 entering the month of March. Now, obviously, two more games before the six-day layoff for the All-Star break, which the Grizzlies are going to enjoy and going to need to enjoy probably more than any other team in the NBA before they get started back on March 10th. But, there are some things that I think were some positives and some negatives when it comes from the month of February that we can really learn from as far as what this Grizzlies team can do continuing to go forth. You know, I talked about obviously with Justice Winslow back in the lineup, you know, he obviously is showing why he was always considered to be one of the better talents on the roster. And obviously the return of Jaron, hopefully this month, which I, I'd almost 100% guarantee is going to happen. No no inside information, just you know, reading tea leaves. Um, I think that obviously if Justice is making this impact, Jaron is certainly going to make an impact as well to make this Grizzlies team continue to be more competitive and the overall roster just you know more quality as time goes on. But when it comes to the Grizzlies, in terms of their February, uh, they, they played 16 games that were 7-9 to nine overall in the month of February. A couple of th- some fun things to look at as far as this team goes with their overall production in the month is that for the month of February, the Grizzlies were actually 13th in the NBA in points scored per game at 
0.8 points per game. In terms of field goal percentage, the Grizzlies were actually 15th overall, and in terms of in terms of three-point field goal percentage, the Grizzlies were actually um, right around, and they were 18th overall. So pretty much league average when it comes to the Grizzlies' you know ability to score, and then that was certainly an improvement from before the hiatus, where the Grizzlies were towards the bottom of the league in terms of their offensive production, especially without John Morant. The return of Morant, how well Jonas Valanciunas played in the month of February, has certainly been a big development for this team. Of course, this Grizzlies team has certainly continued to produce. While they still are near the top of the league in assists, they actually were fourth in the league in assists in the month of February, and nearly. 26.9 assists per game. They also were they they led the league in steals for the month at 9.6 steals per game. In terms of limiting mistakes, the Grizzlies ranked as far as turnovers per game go. The Grizzlies ranked 14th overall in turnovers per game. And in terms of personal fouls created, in terms of the personal fouls that they um, committed, they were actually ninth in the NBA. So this Grizzlies team is really starting to emerge offensively, as being a league average team, which is better than they were last year. I've got a piece coming over out at Grizzly Bear Blues here later this week that talks a bit about that from a, from another perspective, but that's something that you're starting to see. Even without Jaron and Justice, this team did, at least offensively, come back to being a league average offense. With John performing as he is, and this is even without him shooting, but Jonas playing at the level that he is, and then Kyle Anderson and Dylan Brooks really settling in to supportive roles. They've done well. And, and so overall, and with the support of a, one of the best benches, if not the best bench in the NBA, we're seeing this Grizzlies team. It is showing a bit of progression from last year from being kind of towards the upper part of the bottom third of the league to really being league average. But the reason why the Grizzlies have struggled a bit this, this month, in, in the month of February, in which they really did struggle in terms of defense, you know, was because of the fact that they just simply could not prevent other teams from making threes. This Grizzlies team was actually, they, they actually finished the month 23rd in the league in terms of opponent three-point field goal percentage. Now, that's better. They certainly have improved over the past um, a few days. Justice Winslow certainly helps out with that. In terms of points allowed per game, the Grizzlies were actually, for the month of February, the Grizzlies were 18th. So they have improved as far as their defense goes over the past week. There towards the first three weeks of February, they actually were among the worst in the league. We obviously knew they were worst probably three to four weeks since their hiatus until really Justice Winslow came back. They were towards the bottom, arguably the worst team when it came to defending the three-point line. But they have steadily improved with Justice Winslow now back, and obviously we saw that on Wednesday night, or, or excuse me, um, uh, Sunday night, when this Grizzlies defense became the first team in NBA history to limit their opponent to four or less threes on 40 or more three-point attempts from the field. So while that certainly that level is not sustainable, there are incremental improvements that have allowed the Grizzlies to be able to find success defensively over the past few games that weren't there before. We saw it, you know, the other night. We saw it against Dallas. Though the Grizzlies were, you know, basically, you know, behind 15 or 20 most of the game, Dallas themselves didn't play that good offense. The Grizzlies' defense, or the offense itself, was just atrocious. But we saw them play good defense against Dallas. We saw them play good defense in the first game against the Clippers, and obviously we saw that defense on display against the Rockets. So this defense is certainly starting to improve. So league average offense with an improving defense has allowed for this Grizzlies team to kind of get back on track, and it results in basically a 500 record where they stand right now. But another thing that we've learned from 
the month of February is what lineups are really emerging as productive lineups. Now, as I've mentioned a few times, the lineup of John Morant, Grayson Allen, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, and Jonas Valanciunas that Coach uh, um, Taylor Jenkins started the season out with, that he promoted to start the season out with, that lineup certainly has been beneficial. It, it, It has allowed for this Grizzlies team to have advantages to start games, and that still was the case come the month of February. Over 27 minutes, or excuse me, over 79 minutes in which that lineup played across eight games in February, they had a net rating of 15.8. They had an offensive rating of 118.7 and a defensive rating of 102.9. When you inserted Desmond Bain into the lineup for Grayson Allen, you got a little bit, your offense still stayed productive. You got a little bit, not necessarily all that worse. The offense fell off a bit, but the defense stayed strong for a net rating of 9.5. But the most advantageous five-man starting man lineup was actually when you took out Dylan Brooks and you put in Brandon Clark. In 27 minutes, the five-man lineup of Jonas Valanciunas, Kyle Anderson, Grayson Allen, John Moran, and Brandon Clark produced a net rating of 30.9. So I'm not saying that should be the starting lineup going forward, but it at least shows that Brandon Clark certainly is starting to offer value in the starting lineup, and once again, when the Grizzlies have an unexpected injury, they've got the depth to make up for it. When it comes to four-man lineups, you know, obviously outside of you know the production that um, you know Justice Winslow has shown, the four-man lineup that has offered the biggest benefit so far, the one that's played the the, the most together, is Jonas Valanciunas, Kyle Anderson, Dylan Brooks, and John Morant. That's got a net rating of twelve point two. And several of the Grizzlies' starting lineups, when you insert Grayson Allen or Desmond Bain in, that has shown to be productive. So overall, one thing that we do know, first off, we know the importance of Jonas Valanciunas. When you take Jonas Valanciunas out and you put Xavier Tillman in, unfortunately, the offensive production overall drops off significantly. So that does goes to show that at this point in time, Tillman certainly is best utilized off the bench. That's one thing. But the second thing is, is that with Jonas, Kyle Anderson, and John Morant in play, with those three in play, if those three are in the starting lineup, whether it's Grayson Allen or Bain starting with them along with Brooks, or whether it's Brooks, or whether it's Clark filling in for um, uh, Brooks because he was injured, there's a reason why the Grizzlies overall have played very well when it comes to Jonas Valanciunas, Kyle Anderson, and John Morant being in the lineup with different players starting alongside them. Over 200 minutes in the month of February, that trio of Valanciunas, Kyle Anderson, and John Morant had a net rating of 10.1. They had a 116.2 offensive rating and a defensive rating of 106.1. That is very productive, and that shows as to why with them healthy, with that trio playing well together, that's why we have been so productive. Now, think about eventually if we put Justice Winslow next to that lineup to close games. That's really where it gets advantageous. So really some fun things to see as far as this Grizzlies lineup goes in the month of February. Not too much to take away from it because still it's a small sample size. It's only a month. But you start to see some different things. And one takeaway that we certainly could see is with as advantageous as that trio of Valanciunas, John Morant, and Kyle Anderson have been, with Jonas Valanciunas inserted in, with with, um, Justice Winslow perhaps added to that lineup in time here in the near future, that is really going to be a fun and productive way uh, as far as lineups go, maybe not to start the game, 
but to at least play a significant part of the game, possibly towards you know the fourth quarter when it gets crunch time. That really is an encouraging sign for this Grizzlies team and really is, uh, again, another hat tip to Taylor Jenkins to stick with what has worked to figure, number one, figure out what's worked, stick with what has worked, and now he makes it easy to realize, okay, if I take that productive of a trio and put Justice Winslow into it, that could certainly be a great development that could take this team to the next level as far as their playoff aspiration goes. But that playoff pursuit starts tonight against a team in Washington who this Grizzlies team will be facing twice over their next three games. It's not the same easy win that you might have thought it was two weeks ago either. This Washington team is playing better. Coming up, we'll discuss that a bit more in detail to wrap up this edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. It certainly probably doesn't feel that this NBA season is almost halfway through, that we've almost completed, you know, nearly two and a half months worth of basketball. But yet here we are at the 1st of March, and the NBA season now is up at the All-Star break. But with the NBA now getting into, over the next few weeks, its stretch run, the NHL going strong, USC fights going on nearly every week, and baseball and other sports ramping up as well. If you're a sports fan, there's plenty of stuff to still cheer for, even if baseball or football is now in the rearview mirror. And regardless of what teams you cheer for or what athletes you love, if wagering and betting is part of what makes sports fun for you, I've got one place that's got you covered and the one place that you can trust to really be able to make the most of your sports betting experiences, and that's betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Use the promo code LOCKEDON when you go to BetOnline and get 50% off your first deposit as a welcome bonus. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, how much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? In a year where it's harder to find out as much as possible about these prospects, it's great to have a source that can introduce you to them on a level that you may not have been able to have before, and that certainly is through the Locked On NBA Draft. If you want to know more about the stars of tomorrow, and you want to know more than you need, you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock draft and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. So obviously the Grizzlies' trek towards the final two games of their first half of the season starts tonight against the Washington Wizards. Now, for the majority of the year, the big thing for the Wizards has certainly been what to do as far as Bradley Beal goes. And even when we were looking at Valentine's Day, we're thinking, okay, you know, it probably makes sense that, you know, Bradley Beal is going to be discussed on the trade market. And I know several Grizzlies fans, including myself and others, we have speculated for over a year about Bradley Beal logically being a trade target that makes a lot of sense. Now, he does for a lot of teams, but that's been what's been talked about when it comes to this Washington Wizards team for the most part. Despite some early before the year potential intrigue about what Russell Will, what Russell Westbrook could do after they traded John Wall for him to begin the year, what they could do to get off, you know, to potentially be a surprise playoff team. Well, it wasn't in the cards, you know, for the first six weeks of the season, but Despite all the trade talk that was there towards the first of the year and all the different expressions we saw from Bradley Beal about potentially being traded before Valentine's Day, since Valentine's Day, 
This Washington Wizards team actually is one of the better teams in the NBA. 7-3 over their past 10 games, 6 in the league in scoring. And they've done it by shooting good from the field, rebounding, and they've gotten back to seeing success from some of their most you know important pieces. Bradley Beal obviously has continued to lead the NBA in scoring. Russell Westbrook is figuring out his connection with Beal and also is taking a bit of a back seat when it comes to his scoring, over only averaging 20 points over the past 10 games when it comes to um, you know his production, but still obviously averaging a triple-double over that stretch as well. A big, big development for them, though, is Davis Bertans, who is up to nearly making four threes per game, a little over eight, or slightly under eight attempts per game, shooting just under 45%, I believe, or so from the three over the past 10 games. So the players that the Wizards invested in, though it took a bit of time, they certainly are starting to make a difference. And though the Wizards are still 13-19, and 19, yes, they still are just as close as being to one of the worst teams in the league as they are to being in the playoffs. They definitely have improved. And when you look at the fact that a 17-17 and 17 team in the East right now would be tied for fourth place in the playoff discussion, this Wizards team certainly has the talent, even with Thomas Bryant being out for the season, to where they have the ability to where if they get on a long enough stretch, they could certainly make a difference in that playoff push and emerge, though it may be later than most expected. And the reason why it's important to know this about the Washington Wizards when it comes to them facing the Grizzlies is that that's who the Grizzlies play tonight, and that's who we really need to beat in order to have the 500 or better record I really think is going to be key to entering the All-Star game with good feeling, or entering the All-Star break with good feelings for the first half of the season, and it's also going to be a needed victory to start out the second half of the season well. thing about this Washington Wizards team is that, yes, they still can be scored upon, though they have improved defensively. But the Grizzlies are going to have to really kind of pick their poison when it comes to the offense. Because with Beal, Westbrook, Bertens, and others doing what they're doing as far as from the three-point line, the unfortunate thing is is that though they are producing from the three-point line, this team also is near the top of the league in terms of free throw attempts per game. And the Grizzlies have had to choose between whether they want to contest the three or focusing on limiting turnovers before. They had to do it against the Pistons. They also had to do it against the Clippers. And they've been kind of successful on that regard. But the big thing for this Grizzlies team is going to be contesting threes and playing disciplined basketball. Now, as we discussed in the month of February, the Grizzlies are ninth in the NBA in terms of committing the ninth fewest fouls in the league. So that certainly is an encouraging sign. Obviously, having Justice Winslow back in the lineup and being able to play hopefully 25 to 30 minutes on a nightly basis now, that is an encouraging sign. So if the Grizzlies can sit here and consistently contest threes tonight and to start the second half of the season and also kind of disrupt the flow of the Wizards' offense to where they can get some turnovers if they can, but also really prevent them from getting into the lane to get those free throw looks, that's going to put more pressure on this Wizards team to schematically find ways to score, and I don't know necessarily if they're to the point of where they can do that consistently to beat the Grizzlies, who obviously have become more consistent on offense. I do think the Grizzlies have a good chance to win tonight's game, especially if Winslow, like we've seen him do against Devin Booker, against, to an extent, Luka Doncic, certainly against um, uh, uh, Paul George and um, Kawhi Leonard in the game that he played, I do think that there certainly is the opportunity for this Grizzlies team to not necessarily slow down. I don't know if you could slow down Bradley Beal right now, but if they, again, can contain Westbrook and Beal, keep them to under 50 points in tonight's matchup, I think that'll go a long way for them to win. So the keys to tonight are playing solid defense, contest as many threes as possible. You cannot forget about Bertans. 
This Grizzlies team has got to make sure that they know where Bertans is at all times and even in the corner, get out to the contested three. This Wizards team is too good when it comes to shooting the three for them to get a lot of open looks like the Grizzlies allowed in that second game against the Clippers that just allowed for the Clippers to blow the Grizzlies out. They're going to have to contest the threes all around the perimeter while still also making sure that they limit free throw attempts. And on offense, if the Grizzlies can do those things, Contesting threes and limiting the free throw um, trips for the Wizards. I do think this Grizzlies team can find their success in the paint and then from that feed off of it to be able to find open looks, to be able to shoot enough from three to have a chance to win. I am confident in the Grizzlies' ability to win tonight, even with Grayson Allen being out himself. But hopefully, and if Cal Anderson is out, you know, that certainly um, is a development as well. Uh, but, you know, hopefully Kyle Anderson will be good to go. Um, obviously, if he's not able to go, that is a bit of, you know, a, a, develop, a negative development for the Grizzlies. But overall, in terms of their depth, if Dylan Brooks and Justice Winslow, depending on the availability of Grayson Allen and Kyle Anderson based off, you know, their in, illness and injuries, if those two at the very least can do a good job, Focusing on Bill, switching off of him, giving him different looks to contain him at least a little bit, that certainly will go a long way. Can't thank you enough for spending part of your day listening to the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Again, find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at StatsSAC, the podcast wherever podcasts are available. Please listen, subscribe, let us know what you think. We always want to make sure we are providing detailed content that meets our listeners' preferences. Again, my name is Sean Coleman. It's always a pleasure. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.